Feeling safer these days, Mike? No. No. I wouldn't say so. <laughs> I feel like, like there's increased police presence on the streets. They're putting some crime bosses away. Is New York not a safer place than it was even a few weeks ago? Oh, well, I guess that standard then maybe. But I definitely have noticed a greater police presence in the last little while, certainly since the uh, greater population of superpowered individuals on the scene. Do I feel safer before buildings could be captured and kidnapped and brought into space? I wouldn't say so in you know, multiple invasions in New York City. But um, so, so, so I, clearly life is less safe now than it was in 1960 before right. buildings were getting torn away. But I'm just talking about recently. Like recently, it feels like the superheroes are out on the streets. There's a bunch of them now. It feels like they're covering the ground around the monsters and the supervillains. And that's freeing up the police to go and take out the normal villains. Well, I think, so I have noticed that there's more police, for sure. I don't know what element of that is performative and what element is that, that the costume vigilantes that we speak about every week have been, in addition to attacking gods and monsters and aliens, have also been attacking street-level crime as well. There is no doubt that Ant-Man and now Giant-Man and Spider-Man and all the insect-related <laughs> heroes, I suppose, are trying to deal with some street-level justice, which probably is freeing up some time for the police to focus on other things, other elements of society that require policing. That's my guess, or performative. They're they just trying to show that maybe they shouldn't be ignored. Yes, there's people flying through the air, but we're the police, darn it, and we're in the street keeping you safe. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, that, that, that is something, right? That performativeness makes us feel safer. It could also make the criminals feel less safe and drive the criminals back into the holes they came from. Maybe it could, but I still wonder if it's just performative it's almost just trying to get attention, if you know what I mean. Like, it's like, everyone's talking about Iron Man, but don't they know we're the real heroes? <laughs> and it's like... The, the every, we have we need more, less kids dressing up as Iron Man and more kids dressing up as everyday police officers. That's right. Let's, let's have more realistic dreams, kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unless you are a super science genius can invent your own costume, you should probably apply to the police academy. Uh, don't expect to be a superhero, just be a regular everyday hero. Yeah, and that's good enough. But no, but seriously, I guess I've made my mind up. I'd be curious about the statistics about, you know, it's just called regular crime and whether police are being freed up to deal with more of the regular crime. That's why we're noticing it. And if they aren't, if there's no real change in how much in the impact of like regular crime and how it's being policed, then I think it is performative. And it just seems like they're just trying to get some of the attention. I have a mixed mind, not when it comes to the police in general. It's just that, uh, they're not there to tell me what to do and not to do. They're there to investigate crimes. And, well, and, 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 they, and they've had some successes lately, right? So Lucky Lobos, basically this whole criminal enterprise got all swooped up. The uh, Frederick Foswell, a former crime boss himself, mm -hmm. out of prison, now working for the Daily Bugle, put together a list. They basically did investigative reporting, figured out where all of Lucky Lobos's financial records were kept, and blew it out to the police, and they shut down not just the head of the family, but basically shut down the entire operation. And that's got to reduce crime. Well, yeah, it would, I think. I'm not saying that there haven't been some recent successes. It's just that I'd like to see, that's more anecdotal, or at least there's a recency effect here. I'd like to see what has been the impact, I guess I'd express it this way, what has been the impact of having superheroes and supervillains out in, say, New York City on the ability of police to police regular crime if there has been any impact. So is it that the superpowered individuals are taking care of that and a little bit of regular crime such that 
uh, there's more effort being put into policing regular crime or if it's just no impact at all and it's just for show. I don't know. It's interesting. When I was in business school, one of the studies that we looked at was about crime in cities. And clearly, like when crime goes down, real estate prices go up. And so we, what we cared about in business school was money, Mike, and how <laughs> forget about safety, but how safety affects money. But the point was that when you could one way to drive down crime and drive up real estate prices was to basically do a, like a spike of policing, because if crime was at a relatively low level, that meant the police that you had on duty could identify any new crime that happens and shut it down. But if crime is at a really high level, the same number of police can't handle all that crime. And crime goes unenforced, which then encourages more crime because you can get away with it. Your chances of getting caught go down. And so you need to drive it down to a low level. And then keeping it that, at that low level is a lot easier than getting it there to begin with. And so I wonder if this, like, the spike in policing that we've seen, the performative nature of it, the fact that we have these superheroes doing stuff, has that driven crime down to a level now that it's going to be easier to maintain at a low level? And it's driving even supervillains to become superheroes. Like, so the Green Goblin, for example, now he's gone from being a villain to like, apparently being a hero. And maybe that's because hey, crime doesn't pay anymore. <laughs> Let's switch to the other side. Before we get to the Green Goblin, I understand the point you're making. Maybe. I mean, again, I, but I think as a business person, you would like to see the data, as would I. But I'm a little confused. Why are you saying the Green Goblin is, is acting like a hero? So Green Goblin was involved in this whole shutdown of the Lucky Lobo criminal gang. He helped take them on and was seen battling them and f taking out the crime bosses. He's working for the good guys. Yeah, goblins always work for the good guys. <laughs> you, saying, saying maybe if he's going to switch sides, he should ch change his name too and become like the green, I don't know, green elf. <laughs> I don't know. He's got this goblin mask. He looks frightening on purpose. So are you sure he's on the side of the angels now, Ed? You don't see that maybe taking out a whole gang might be in the interest of someone who's previously acting like a villain and attacking the city? Oh, you're saying that he's just taking out his competition. Well, I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, because the thing is, okay, how about this? Previously, he was acting like a villain, dressed up like a goblin. And he's frightening. He's on this glider. He's throwing bombs. I think, wasn't it at a TV state? At, at, no, at, at a the fan event, the, the Spider-Man fan event, he was like terrorizing people. I think it was being filmed too, but whatever it was, it's certainly at a fan event. So that's a criminal who should be locked up. And so do we have such a short-term memory that he just is still wearing the same stuff with the same equipment, and he's like, no, 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 I'm good now. Well, like, but, if but, he really... but, well I guess I know. So, so we assumed he was a villain, hey, but we also assumed that Spider-Man was a villain, right? There was a lot of assumptions flying around with these people. And it's not like Spider-Man and, and the Human Torch haven't had public battles in Times Square. Like, the go what did the Goblin really do in his past event? He basically tried to attack Spider-Man, but like it feels like everybody wants to attack Spider-Man. Maybe he's just like a guy who like has a grief with Spider-Man, and now he's like trying to do good. Wasn't he throwing bombs at crowds of people? Wasn't the Human Torch throwing like fireballs at crowds of people? I don't think he, no, I don't think he was at crowds of people, but. I don't know, but, but they, I they assume were, you're they, right. They, they I, were in New York City, and there were fireballs going around, and there were people in New York City. Now, nobody got hurt, but I don't, I don't think anyone got hurt from the Goblin's bombs either, did they? I don't know off the top of my head, but I think there's a difference between throwing a bomb to a crowd of people and then actually being engaged in a fight. Anyways, I don't want to make that go down <laughs> that so far, because then we get the whole idea that you're right, they shouldn't be fighting in crowded places. But let's, okay, let's assume he's, the, go, the Green Goblin's now a hero. You're a business guy. Is this good marketing? 
Like, should he? Do, <laughs> what if he just got a new costume? Fair if enough. He's truly on the side of angels and just changed it so he looks like I don't well, know the. Well, well, here's the other thing. Do we know it's a costume? Elf. Maybe he's like a deformed. Maybe he's like that's his face. Like, do we know it's like an actual mask? Maybe it's like like I don't know. Like the Hulk looks kind of weird and stuff. Like there's all sorts of. Villains that look weird. I think it's a rubber weird. mask. I think that the reporting shows it's a rubber mask. It's not like as a skin texture, but maybe his. I think like, he we, could... like Mike. We live in a world of monsters and aliens. Maybe his <laughs> face just looks like a rubber mask, <laughs> and the poor guy can't change his face. The poor guy is like this ugly, deformed thing that was driven into crime because of his deformity, and people were making fun of him, mocking him. People like you, and now he's trying to go to the, the side of good, and we're still mocking his like ugly face. So you heard it here f- first, folks. Ed, never mind. <laughs> Humanitarian, <laughs> goblin, fi- goblin defender. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm just saying that the, not enough people defend the ugly people. People like <laughs> there are focus groups and there are groups that help all these different people who have a tough time in life. But there's no group of like the Association of Ugly People that helps people like us. I think that you've got the organizational skills. I think you're the person that should do that. But I want to talk about one other thing before we go on to your pledge drive to help the criminally ugly people in the world. But what do you think about the Green Goblin? And I was, I was kind of thinking about this for a while. Like, What do you think about the fact that he is flying around on a glider, like technology that doesn't exist, right? It flies through the air at fantastic speeds. Like, on the one hand, you think he must be genius to invent that. But on the other hand, don't you think it would take some special training in order to manage that? Like I, as a kid, found a skateboard challenging. You know what I mean? As an adult. <laughs> Many people can use skateboards, Im- Michael. <laughs> Many but people are adult, able to use skateboards. <laughs> it's, yeah, but to really use it, like do tricks and whatever, and they go down the street. But as an adult, I think I would find it impossible. But what do you think? What kind of skill level would it take? to properly manage that glider. I mean, I, we've seen it. We've seen it in action. It's yeah. incredible what he can yeah. do with it. Clearly, and, clearly the goblin has some skills. Some skills, but where, do he, where does he get the skills? So he gets it from, is he a military trained operative who's now broken bad or good, depending upon your view of him? Is maybe, he like, maybe he's just a really skilled skateboarder. Really skilled skateboarder. <laughs> but what if he's a foreign national sent here to just foment dissent? I mean, I don't know, but that's the first <laughs> thing that, that kind of jumped to mind, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, so it's it's possible. Maybe I'm a foreign national here to do yeah. dissent. Who knows? I think jumping to the conclusion just because this poor man is ugly that therefore he's a foreign national, Michael. Like, <laughs> like there are there are ugly there are ugly Americans as well. <laughs> I, what I'm saying is, forget the uh, you're the one calling him ugly. By the way, I'm not. Like I've never called you. Said he's ugly. so ugly, he must be wearing a mask that no human could look as bad as this poor man looks. <laughs> I think he's wearing a mask. I definitely think that. <laughs> But you're the one that calls it ugly. Anyways, the point I'm trying to make, though, is that to talk about what is the, where do you think the Green Goblin's from, right? And I think the, the ability in and of itself to fly in that glider tells me that he's had some training. Or or maybe he has, like, superpowers like other people do. Like Spider-Man. I don't know. Like Sp- I'm pretty sure Spider-Man doesn't climb walls and fly on webs because of training. He's not, like, some mm-hmm. foreign national or military guy. He has, like, some sort of superpowers that give him, like, the powers of a spider. Maybe the Green Goblin has like the powers of a goblin. Yeah, he's got like an amazing core. Yeah, <laughs> so strong, right. and, and he's like, like his quads are unbelievable. <laughs> Just like the power of like standing crouched like that and flying. 
at like standing upright while flying through the air at 50 miles an hour. Yeah. The amount of strength that takes. He's he's ripped, man. The man, man, man is ripped. So, so, ripped. So all you women out there that are worried about his ugly face, but he has a ripped body. You know, this is the trade-off that sometimes has have with men. But I think Spider-Man, for example, without any, I think, additional training, could be riding that glider. Captain America right. could be riding that glider. Right. We, we, have a lot of, we have a lot of these superheroes that have special abilities. It, to me, it makes sense that the goblin has these special abilities too, and the fact yeah, that he, and, and maybe he didn't invent the glider himself. Maybe Tony Stark invented the glider and uh, gave it to somebody who had the superpowers to be able to use it. I'll tell you why. I think that the Green Goblin, if he's listening to our show, should feel comfortable coming on our show because <laughs> because I it's a radio show and it's no video, so he doesn't have to worry <laughs> about his ugly appearance. <laughs> No, I never said he's ugly, and he's clearly got a fan in Ed who thinks he's a good guy. So uh, come on the show, Goblin, but leave your goblin pouch outside with the bombs. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For the full experience, check out whatifmarvelwasreal.com. You can find full transcripts, the story behind the comic, cover art, and more.